As we start to uh, look at life itself, uh, we realize that each and every one of us has an effect on what all is happening to us and also in our surroundings. Uh, today happens to be Earth Day, a day which has been instituted to uh, look at the environment, to look at the Earth. As we all uh, gather together in our own homes and different parts of the world, uh, this is a time to recognize our interconnectedness. You know, what has happened in the last uh, few weeks has made us aware that if something happens in one part of the world, it affects all of us in all other parts of the world. And so it reflects the interconnectedness that we have. So when we think about something, when we do something, when we say something, the effects are tremendous and they go far away. And so as we start to uh, look at life itself, uh, we realize that each and every one of us has an effect on what all is happening to us and also in our surroundings. Uh, today happens to be Earth Day a day which has been instituted to uh, look at the environment, to look at the earth, to recognize the gifts that God has given us through nature, that nature provides to us, and also to look at what are we doing with these gifts. Today we realize that our waters are getting more polluted, we realize that the air is getting bad. We realize that uh, we are taking much more from nature than we are putting back in. Uh, we are cutting trees and putting concrete there and making buildings and roads. And, and uh, the Earth Day is to recognize the fact as to what are we doing with nature and how can we make it better? So when we start to uh, think about uh, all the gifts that we receive from nature, then we realize that these gifts that we are using uh, are there for posterity. You know, when you look at the life of children, we find that children are very loving and are very caring. And they go out and they play with the little animals, they, they want to plant trees, they, they enjoy nature, but they're not like uh, taking away from nature. But as adults, uh, we have gotten so used to uh, our own egos that for one, we think that we deserve it all, that everything that is there should be used by us, and secondly, that, that we don't need to be able to do something for someone else. And so 
we are using the resources for ourselves and not thinking about the future generations. Uh, you know, God has provided so much in um, <clears throat> the whole world that each and every one of us can benefit from being here. You know, we have the air that we breathe. We as human beings need oxygen, so it's provided to us. And as we live, we breathe out carbon dioxide. And as we breathe out carbon dioxide, then that is used by the plants, which then re, through photosynthesis, converts it back to oxygen, which we as human beings can use. But if we start to deplete the trees, if we start to deplete plantation, then we should realize that oxygen is not made in factories, and it's, there's not, it is not that there's an unending uh, availability of it. And so we need to keep a balance in nature and, and that is very, very important for us to have. Uh, as children, uh, we use things, we play with the animals, uh, we play with the uh, other resources out there, uh, but as adults, we are taking so much uh, out of the environment and not providing enough back in that for us to be keeping on going like this uh, is a disaster for the future generations to come. So on the third day, one needs to focus on what is it that we are doing and then to see what is it that we can change in our lives. Today, as we sit in our own homes, this is a time of reflection. Now we have the time to think about uh, what affects our thinking, our um, way of life has on everything else. Uh, I'd like to leave you with an interesting story, and this is about a monk. Uh, there was a monk who <clears throat> wanted to find a nice place for him to meditate. So he went to the jungle, he found a very nice tree which has many limbs. And so he found a spot in the limbs, and he would sit there and meditate there. And and he enjoyed being there, and, uh, you know, there were uh, leaves on the top, so it... Uh, kept him well even if it rained, and it was a very calm and quiet place. Now with time, uh, as he would meditate there, as people would go, let's say, to the jungle to cut the trees, or they go from their town to another town, they started seeing this uh, monk sitting in the limbs of the tree. So in the beginning, it looked odd to them, but then with time, they got used to it. And so with time, uh, some of the people, as they were passing by, they stopped to talk to him, and they found that he was very kind, and he was very helpful to them. So then slowly, slowly the word started to go around. You know, even though they didn't have social media in those days, they had the social media of, of human beings getting information to someone else through the word of mouth. And so through the word of mouth, people started to realize that this monk was very helpful and could help them deal with their difficulty. So many people started to come to him and retain the word went across from their town to many, many other towns. So people from faraway places would come. In those days, they didn't have any um, vehicles, so they would take like two days, three days to come to him to get some guidance from him. So one of the rulers of one of the areas far away heard about uh, the monk, 
and he was having quite a lot of difficulty in his own uh, kingdom. So he thought, let me go to the monk and let me uh, get some advice from him. So it took about three, four days and he came to the monk. He got to the area where the monk was meditating. And so he said, sir, uh, I am the ruler of so-and-so place and I came from far away. I'd like to talk to you. The monk was meditating, so no response came from the monk. So the king waited for a while and then he said again, Sir, I'm so-and-so and I have a question for you. And I would like to know what is it that all the wise men and the enlightened beings told people to help them. So no response came from the monk. He's still meditating. And now the king is getting very edgy. He's the king, so he's not uh, uh, used to people not responding to him. And then, <clears throat> after a little while, he again said, Sir, I came here from a very long distance, and please uh, uh, give me the answer to my question. So the monk opens his eyes, and he says, The answer to the question is, Don't do bad things, and always do good things. And so the king said, Is that all you're going to tell me? So the monk said, Don't do bad things, always do good things. And the ruler, the king of the place, got very upset and said, You know, I came from so far away, and, and all you're telling me is, Don't do bad things, always do good things. And I knew this when I was three years old. And the monk smiled and said very nicely, yeah, every three-year-old knows that. But it's very difficult for adults to put that into practice. So this is happening with all of us too. It's the children who love to play in nature. It's we as adults who, who take from it, who destroy it. It's we who cut down the trees. It's we who polluted the air. It's we who put a garbage in the trees, in the seas, in the oceans, in the rivers. And we are not careful about the life of other beings. And there are other animals who live because of plantation. There are uh, so many uh, fish and those that live in water. And if we pollute uh, the waters, uh, they have a very tough time living their lives. And so on this earth day, one needs to think about what is it that we're doing to the environment and how can we fix it? You know, when you, when you start to think about the environment and when you start to think about fixing things, uh, we know that saints and mystics over the years have been uh, telling us, uh, the saints and mystics have been telling us to, to lead a life in which we are in harmony uh, with the environment. Sankipar Singh Maharaj uh, gave the gist in very few words. He said, be good, do good, be one. That's the principle of our life. <clears throat> we should be good. We should inculcate the ethical virtues in our life. So let's say the ethical virtue of non-violence. So we should be non-violent in thought, in word, and, we deed, and in deed. And so... 
uh, if we are non-violent, then we are not going to do things which are going to be bringing violence into the life of others. So uh, whether we cut trees or whether we uh, take away from the animals or we kill the animals, uh, the balance in nature that God has provided uh, get this to be uh, changed by us. And when we change the balance that God has provided in this world, then things get to be more and more difficult for us. So we should leave things in nature as God has provided them. And so being non-violent is to be, you know, cutting the trees, being uh, not taking care of the environment, and, and just being making the life of all other living beings more difficult. Uh, if we take uh, the virtue of humility, humility means we, we get along with everyone else. But when ego overtakes us, then we believe that we can partake of anything that is there. We believe that everything that is there is for us. And as we uh, live a life of that, then we realize that if we take, take and take, and if we don't give back, then we are not going to be able to keep the balance. So if we are taking from the earth, and let's say we, we cut the plantations out, and we use the place for what we call, quote-unquote, development, and we've got concrete there, we've got factories there, we've got buildings there, we've got housing there, and, and we're using the space for what we think is very, very important to us for our development, then we should realize that when we destroy the environment, we're always going, we are also in the long run destroying ourselves. Because the oxygen that is needed by us to breathe is going to get depleted. And as that gets depleted, then none of us is going to be able to survive. So one needs to think of the long-term um, reactions of what we are doing. Uh, we need to think of the future generations. You know, people have been living on this earth for millions and millions of years. They've been living uh, forms here for millions and millions of years. And the balance has been going on well. But it's in the last century that we're taking so much of the resources that we are unable uh, to keep that balance. And because of that, we see uh, climate changes. Uh, because of that, uh, we're seeing so much devastation happening, uh, so many floods coming, so many other things happening. Because uh, nature needs to be in balance. And so if we look at humility, and if we don't think about others, whether they be other animals, other human beings, or um, other living forms, or those who are going to come in the future, the future generations, then we're just being very greedy and taking things for ourselves which doesn't leave anything for someone else. The other virtue to think about is selfless service. Selfless service means giving. That we give back. We, we appreciate the gifts that God has given us and then we give back to God's creation. And selfless service is extending a helping hand to someone without expectation of any reward for ourselves. You know, when we start to expect rewards for ourselves for anything that we do, it becomes a business. But when we help someone without expectations of any reward for us, it is then that we are of selfless service. So instead of being selfish, we need to be giving. We need to realize that when we take from 
the environment. There are many losses, not only is the loss of oxygen, but the plants and trees have many medicinal values that help us deal with uh, illnesses that we have. So God has provided us with so much to keep our lives healthy as we live in this world that we need to be very careful as to what we are doing as we are leading our lives here. And so as, as we look at the um, virtue of selfless service, we realize that it's in giving that we receive. So as Sankripal Singh Ji Maharaj said, be good, that we inculcate these virtues in our being. We lead a life of love. We, we realize that, that everyone in God's creation needs to survive. So we need to extend a helping hand to them. We need to be loving and caring about them. And when we are loving and caring about them, then everything else will be done very, very properly. Now, all of this happens as we start to experience that we're all connected. Today, we've realized that we're all connected because something that has happened in one part of the world has definitely affected everyone else in the world. But saints and mystics have always been telling us that we can realize that we're one with everyone as we meditate, as we go within ourselves, we connect with the divine power of light and sound of God. And as we connect with the divine power, then the realization that we are all one set sin, because as we connect with the divine power, and as we uh, experience and as we experience um, the divine light and sound within ourselves, uh, we realize that <clears throat> this connection of our soul with the two primal manifestations of God, as we are finding that connection, so does everyone else. That the light of God that we experience within ourselves can be experienced by other beings also. And then we don't feel we are separated from them. We realize they were all connected and that we are all our children of the same family of the Creator. And as that sets in, then only love, only good things, only non-violence goes from us to someone else because we realize that we are all here together. So it's in being able to go within, it's in that connection with the divine power within that we experience being one with everyone else. And when we have that experience, then we are going to be good. <clears throat> so once we find the goodness in our being, then our actions will be such that they do good. So first we need to inculcate the virtues and become good. And once we are good, then we will be doing good things. Because as goodness is a part of a being, then goodness will lose out from us and will go to everyone else. And then the realization that we are all one will set in. So the key is to be able to experience that oneness. And the experience comes as we inward, as you go within. Uh, we might have heard about all of us being together, but unless we experience it ourselves, uh, the belief that we are one doesn't set in. And so it's, it's the experience that solidifies our connection with God, is the experience that solidifies our connection with all other humans, is that connection 
uh, with God within that makes us realize that a part of God is also in other living forms, whether they be animals or birds or fish. And so we extend a helping hand to them. We are not violent towards them. Uh, we are loving and caring towards them. And we realize that just like we uh, need to live in this world, the others need to live in this world too. And so on this earth day, uh, as we look at the earth, we look at the environment, we start to think about what we are doing, we start to look at how can we make things better. Let us realize that the, in reality is the experience of the divine within which makes us realize we are totally part of the environment and so is everyone else. And as that realization sets in, then we'll lead a life in which we'll find that we'll take care of the environment in which if we do cut a tree, then we plant another one. And we realize that if uh, we're using something uh, of nature, that we don't pollute it and we keep it good for everyone else also, whether it's our waters, whether it's our air, and, and everything that we do, uh, we'll do in a manner in which uh, we are very careful about what we use from nature and what we give back. Because it's in giving back that we all receive. We receive the goodness of, of being living properly. We receive the goodness of having make sure that others are living properly. And we recognize the goodness of, of keeping the earth there uh, and the environment there for future generations to come. And, and as we uh, experience the divine power within, and as we experience our oneness, then we find that all loving, and caring things are bound to be coming out of us. So let us just uh, meditate for a few minutes. Uh, please sit as comfortably as you can. Uh, close your eyes very gently, just like you close them when you go to sleep. Your eyeball should be focused 8 or 10 inches in front of you. And as you close your eyes, those of you who have been initiated in the message of the brown, please do your simran. And those of you who are new here, please repeat any name of God that you feel comfortable with. The reputation of God's name should be done mentally, and not out loud. I pray to God Almighty to help each and every one of us connect with the divine power. And it's my prayer to the three great masses of the past century. It was on the Tavan Maharaj, Tavan Tavan Maharaj, and the gracious Master Sandarshi Tindri Maharaj. To help each and every one of us experience the divine light in the world. So we'll be sitting for a few minutes. I'll be getting you out of this meditative state at a time. And my best wishes are to each and every one. The clean air in New York now is that uh, you can learn to appreciate the clean air. And maybe if you have clean air for a while, you might um, come to want to keep it. And... Uh, take steps to make sure you continue to have clean air. That would be nice for thing to remember for Earth Day 2020. Do you have anything for Earth Day, dear? Hmm? That you hope for on Earth Day? No? I put them on my own. You put them on your own? Huh? All right. I had to add some. That was a good talk, though.